Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. Wednesday, January 31st, presented by Boston Hemp, Inc. Uh, They are doing the sponsorship of the show today since we have no show on Friday. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, uh, ready to break down this uh, Wednesday NHL card, the final day before the All-Star break, and we have three games on tap. To be quite honest with you, two of the three games have significant playoff implications uh, on the line, including a huge matchup, which just happens to be on TNT tonight. Uh, between the L.A. Kings and the Nashville Predators, two of those teams battling for a wild-card spot in the Western Conference. So that is absolutely a big game, no question about that. Uh, And then Ottawa-Detroit, of course, Detroit in the playoff mix as well. So a couple of interesting games, impactful games on the slate, and of course we'll break those down in a moment. Begrudgingly, we do have to look back at last night uh, and the two games, and... um, I'll be honest. I mean, it's not just that from a betting result standpoint, it was putrid. The games themselves were putrid. They were horrendous hockey games. You know, you, you get excited because, look, we, we've only got two games on the slate, but you see that Seattle's one of the teams and they're battling for playoffs. And you see St. Louis is battling for playoffs and they're playing pretty well, playing a Columbus team that's been playing pretty spunky lately. And then you put on that Columbus-St. Louis game And I feel bad, and I said this on Twitter X, I felt bad for our guy, our good friend Jarek, Jarek Rubel. He had to call that dog shit last night uh, between the Blue Jackets and the Blues. It was like nobody wanted to shoot the puck for extended stretches in that hockey game. It was overpassing. It was just not a whole lot going on. You know, it was just, it's like, what the hell is happening here? Like, does anybody want to try to, attack does anybody want to try to win this hockey game and it was like that for about the full 60 minutes last night between columbus and st louis it was atrocious hockey the best thing about that game was the olivier and tucker fight it's about the only life that game had uh other than that it was a that's about as bad a hockey game as you'll see and i love this sport there's not many games that you can say are just unwatchable that was unwatchable last night that was awful and it kind of and certainly looked from a St. Louis standpoint like they were ready for the break. And I think from a Columbus standpoint, they just, you know, they had nothing in the tank. I mean, it's been a long road trip, a lot of miles, but it was an awful game. Uh, credit to Columbus. They found a way to win an ugly game where not a lot was going on. They got the one break, the one goal, uh, and get a one nothing win. Uh, yeah, Merzlikens was good, but it's not like that was anywhere close to the St. Louis Blues A game. So while, yeah, credit to him for the shutout, that was one of the easier shutouts I think a goaltender is going to get. So that was an atrocious game, one nothing Columbus. It was a good night, though, if you had the underdogs in both games. My goodness, what would have a Blue Jacket shark parlay, you know, uh, netted you uh, last night? That would have been interesting. Uh, San Jose with a 2 nothing. Now, this game was a little bit better. It still wasn't a very good game either, uh, but it was at least a little bit better uh, last night than the uh, St. Louis-Columbus game. I mean... Blackwood did one of those games again like he had against Colorado where the only reason that goes to a shootout that night is because he was terrific and he faces 32 shots and gets the shutout. Seattle probably outplayed San Jose for majority of that game, especially the first period. If not for Blackwood in the first period, uh, Seattle could have had a 
uh, a route over San Jose. 13-3 to were the shots in favor of the uh, Kraken uh, in that game. Um, so you look at that and say, wow, could have been a different outcome. Uh, but Blackwood had one of those nights where, you know, every like five or six Blackwood starts, it seems, on average, he's had one of those nights where he looks like Marty Brodeur in net. And last night was one of those games. Um, and uh, credit to San Jose. You know, one thing One thing San Jose has been good at, Alex, they're a bad team. They're obviously not going anywhere. They're rebuilding. But the one thing they've done pretty well this year is rebound and avenge a loss that was a destructive loss to a team earlier in the season. I remember they got pounded by Vancouver. What was it, 10 to 1? And the next time they played Vancouver, they actually beat Vancouver. Same thing last night. They lost 7-1 to one earlier this year to Seattle, uh, and they avenged that loss last night uh, and got the 2-0 uh, uh, shutout in that game. I don't know if you can feel too bad if you're the Kraken, but you got to be frustrated. You know, that's yeah. two points you really should have, and I know you didn't play that bad, but at the end of the day, you didn't win the game, and that's got to be frustrating when you need the points desperately like the Seattle Kraken do right now. So, Overall, a pretty forgettable night, you know, of NHL action. Two games that were just not all that great. And Columbus-St. Louis, that's on my – if there's a worst game of the year in the regular season uh, award given out, you know, one of the nominees has to be that Columbus-St. Louis game yeah. last night. Yeah. has to be. No question about that. And, yeah, dreadful night from a betting standpoint. However, just when you think the night's a complete and utter loss, um, Jan Ruda strikes and scores into the empty net for the San Jose Sharks – just turns around, whips it from beyond his behind his own goal line, all the way the length of the ice into the empty net, and plus sixteen hundred, which I did sprinkle on, with nice. Jan Ruda cashes in. Uh, that was the only wins for me last night. Was a Jan Ruda goal prop at sixteen to one for San Jose, and we got Voronkov uh, a, a goal prop cashed in the Columbus game. The only goal, of course, of that game, uh, the only goal of that game. So, uh, but that did help cushion the blow at least a little bit. Uh, getting a uh, root and that's why we mentioned it on the show yesterday i can't explain it but uh ruda suddenly now that's three goals in the last five games for him for a guy that is not at all known for putting the puck in the net uh but alex yeah the hockey was pretty bad last night yeah it, it was it was rough uh but kudos to you you got out of three goal scorers the whole night you hit two of them i think that's that's pretty good i think that's probably the the uh, the highlight for you, like I said, I mean, I pretty much lost everything last night in in the, the plays that I had. Complete contrast to what we saw the night before and a couple of nights ago during the week, and it's just that's going to happen. And when you have these games, and we've been saying it all week, we got to be careful looking at these games heading into the break. We, we're we're speculating on what the momentum and what the, the the mindset could be heading on the ice. But at the same time, you could have two games just like you had last night where the two teams were just skating for exercise. That's you know do what we can and, and stay healthy and get out of here, you know, in one piece and head to the break and then rest. And like I said, for, for Seattle, more of a distressing of a loss than St. Louis. St. Louis is just, you know, they are who we thought they were. Right. And, and we talked in our, we have our private DM on, on Twitter and I mentioned about the changes that I've made with St. Louis and in, in the, the, uh, my power rankings, which you can see now they've been updated over at uh, patreon.com slash ice guys. And they're now available in downloadable PDF format as well. Uh, you don't have to just read through and copy paste. We have it where you can, you can have a copy saved onto your computer or your phone, but I moved the blues up from around 27, 28 to 20th in this last spot. And some people were kind of saying, well, maybe that's a little bit too low. And I go, Oh, this team, despite being in the wild card bubble in, in, in that race for the moment, they aren't, uh, you know, within that top 16 range. They aren't a top 10 team by, at all. And, and the fact that you can lay an egg against a Columbus team that came in in a really flat spot schedule-wise, 
and, and give them all that energy. And like you said, there was just, you know, they weren't feeding off of each other. It was just there was no energy in sight. You know, like I said, you had the, that one good fight that you thought maybe would kind of get things kind of riled up, and it just never really came to fruition. So it's just a bad game. You throw it out. If you're both teams, you throw it out. You don't look at it. Now, it could come back to bite St. Louis later if they're looking to, you know, need two points in the standings, and that's the same thing you can say with Seattle. Uh, if this, you know, Pacific Division race, wild card race comes down to two points, they can go and pin back and look back at this game where you're playing a horrible San, uh, San Jose club and you just let them walk all over you like the San Jose of the, you know, mid 2000s. It's just, it's a bad look. So uh, that's something that those teams, like I said, that have playoff aspirations moving forward after the break have to kind of consider, you know, play your best here because this game, as, as crazy it is, and, and that's the thing you look from here on out. You can't have any D uh, or, or F efforts if you're a team looking to make the playoffs. You have to at least grind out and try to get a point uh, down the stretch. And that's why we talk about draw season. That's why we talk about these things, because these losses that you have in these gaps, those are the points that come back to haunt you in April when you see, oh, we're, we're two points out of, out of the playoffs or we're four points, three points away from home ice. These are the games that creep up and come back to bite you in a couple months from yeah, exactly. The the points um, you lose in, in uh, January, you know, are just as valuable as the points you lose, you know, in April or any other night. Uh, and if you miss by two, um, you know, if you miss by two points at the end of the season, you're going to look back at a loss like last night for St. Louis or a loss like last night for Seattle uh, as far as um, not getting in there uh, into the postseason race, into the postseason mix. So uh, very, very interesting to see uh, how he fares here. It, here's the thing about last night. Obviously, we saw a grand total of three goals in the two games combined. So both games sailed way, 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 way under the total. You can't be prisoner of the moment. You can't just say all three games now tonight are going under the total. You just can't think that way. You've got to do your game-by-game -game handicapping. If the under makes sense for one game, great. If the over makes sense for one game, great. That's what you do. It's game-by-game. -game. You can't just say, oh, everyone's going into the All-Star break, everything under or everything go over going into the all-star break. You got to right. take it game yeah. by game. You just do. And last night was just one of those nights. Both games stayed way under the total. It was, um, you know, a, a very slow pace in both games as well, especially that St. Louis game. And there was, I don't know, it was weird. Uh, it's like uh, there was a hesitancy to shoot the puck, you know, on that Blues Jackets game in particular, like nothing I've ever seen before. Uh, so definitely very interesting to see that how just weird. That whole game was just beyond weird. If you had these two games played right out of the break, I promise you, you would have completely different uh, scenarios and different finals than what you saw last night. No doubt. Because we kind of think after long breaks, and we'll get to this when we talk Monday, Tuesday next week when we get back with you after the break, there there really could be some pond hockey there uh, coming out of the all-star break and uh, goals be sloppy. I will say this, though, when it comes to unders. And even I am going to tighten the belt as far as being a little more selective with overs once we get into post-trade deadline, March, April. You are going to see things tighten up. Teams are really going to look to tighten up, play better D. The points become more valuable. Uh, draw season, which has been the strongest it's ever been pre-All-Star break, it's going to ramp up even more, you know, post-All-Star break. Uh, so unders will probably start to cash in and come in more, especially after the trade deadline, late February. And uh, the draws, which, look, it's already been, I think, oh, a, a record-setting season, or it feels that way when it comes to draws uh, in the NHL. It's probably only going to get amplified 
uh, once we get after the uh, all-star break or after the all-star break, but especially the trade deadline and everyone's got their set rosters uh, in place for the playoff push. Uh, I actually think the draw quotient could even go up further uh, from yeah. now to what it's going to be after the trade deadline. We we've seen this year after year and this year could really, we could see a, a giant boom uh, in, in draws and, and just in close games, one score games. I wouldn't advise anybody to lay a puck line between mid-February, so let's say Valentine's Day, till about a week after the trade deadline. Because here's the thing, the reason why unders look so good as well. You have guys who know they're going to get moved, okay? So, yes, those guys, we might see a little bump in their scoring uh, output, and that's something to look at in bargain bin and, and player prop values because they, they're, they're showcasing themselves to be moved to a different team, to a playoff contender. You also have situations where you're having a lot of movement let's say teams that are getting guys back off of injured reserve on top of making trades now you have lineups that are being shaken up so now you have inconsistency amongst two or three forward groups or maybe one or two defensive parents or you're flopping around with goaltenders you call up a guy because you moved the guy and now you brought in another guy and now the call up who was starting the other night is not a backup and now maybe he's got to go back to the ahl all kinds of crazy shit happens with rosters and that kind of uncertainty can lead to uh, just inconsistent play, guys not you know being familiar with one another, and that can lead to lower scoring. So unders will definitely be a good look. Draw season will be in in furious pace, I, I believe. Uh, the two two three three correct scores will be your friend moving forward. Something to, like I said, just throw a few bucks in pocket when you have some of those draws, and, and even maximize more value out of those because we're not going to see those three fifties and four hundreds floating around. If we start seeing more and more overtimes, we're going to have to make some decisions, some tough decisions on what prices we're jumping in and jumping out of, uh, especially if we start talking about going below the plus 300 threshold. So there's a lot that we got to look for in the second half regarding draw season, regarding this pace of play. It may not be the case right out of the break, but once we get closer toward that deadline and so start seeing a lot of roster movement, that's something to keep in mind. And that's the concern, too, is that we might get to a point where, let's say it's an eight-game NHL, ten-game NHL card. I'm on six draws, and I only hit two of the six draws. Right now, that's enough to be profitable. Right. That may not be the case in a month or two from exactly. now, mm-hmm. you know, because the prices are going to get shorter. Uh, and, uh, you know, you might only get a 250. I'm worried. I'm worried we're going to see the day that the mean average price yeah. of a draw gets down to, like, 250 or 275, and we don't see the – Every draw is 300 or more like we do right now. And that's uh, where we... the handicapping is going to have to come into play. You know, we can't just blindly, you know, spray the board and grab a bunch of draws. Now we got to be more selective. Now we got to really look into the, the criteria that builds draw season, which yeah. that's fine. That's what we're here to do. So, uh, but it's something to definitely keep note. Yeah. The, the days of blind betting, everything, uh, you know, to a draw may come to a bit of a slight halt, depending on if the price is adjusted. Uh, in, in a wild variance. No doubt. Uh, so that's definitely, uh, we're going to keep monitoring this. And if we get a lot of more overtime shootout games, as we think we will post, not maybe a little bit post all-star break, but especially post trade deadline when it, that's really the sign when it's, it's full bore now one month left in the regular season. Uh, and the games become just vital that that's really when we usually see that surge and that uptick in games that go past regulation. And and one thing, one more thing, too, and we won't talk about this until the last couple of weeks, but in the last couple of weeks, we always talk about that must win doesn't mean will win. So in that sense, we can't just assume that, oh, every game's going to go to a draw. There are some teams that would be pushing the envelope, especially if there's any kind of tiebreaker issues. 
to where, you know, we might see something goofy like a team pull and a goalie, uh, you know, down two because they need to get, you know, an extra goal. There's certain, certain scenarios that will play out very specifically in the last week, week and a half that could change how we bet everything. So that, like I said, there's a lot of a lot more extra work we have to do in the second half compared to the first half. First half is pretty cut and dry. You know, we're looking at, at our certain angles, our certain trends, and our certain patterns, and then we bet on them. But we have to kind of be a little bit more creative and, and work a little harder in the second half of some of these things. Yep. We might have to uh, work harder as in be more selective with the draws if we see this change in the average pricing yeah. uh, of a draw bet that we think we might. We haven't seen – we're not there yet. We're still pretty good with the prices. Well, I'm still seeing a 400, a couple 400s. I'm still seeing a lot of 340s, 350s, 360s, 70s, 80s, and 90s in the 300 range with the draws. We haven't had that big shift yet, but we are concerned yeah. it might be coming. The best thing that could happen would be we see a ton of high-scoring overs right out of the break. And a lot of games that end 6-4, 7-4, 6-3, if we can get that, if we can kind of maybe hopefully see a lot of blowout finishes and not so many draws right out of the break, that would be very helpful for us in the long run because then the books won't make such a crazy adjustment right away. They can still sit on those 350s and 400s maybe a few weeks longer. Yeah, exactly. No question. So something to monitor definitely coming out of the all-star break and certainly when the trade deadline approaches. All right, we got a trifecta in the NHL to wrap up the pre-all-star break schedule tonight. Uh, we begin in the Motor City, Ottawa Senators, Detroit Red Wings. We've got uh, minus 115 Detroit home favorites, seven the total right now shaded to the under uh, in this game. Um, and look, this is a game that we should see some goals scored between these two teams, but obviously... With a set total of seven, you know, uh, I, I rarely, if ever, uh, am going to bet a pregame over seven. You know, that's just a decision I make. I just won't do it. Uh, I'll take my chances waiting for about the first five, six, seven minutes, hopefully get to the first TV timeout, hopefully without a goal, and be able to grab, you know, six and a half or better uh, with this total, which I will be looking to do. This has been a high-scoring series history with these division rivals, 4-0-1. Uh, to the over in the last five games. We've had 6-2, 6-1, 5-2, 5-4 games. Uh, the last one that uh, was a push on the six uh, ended up at 5-1 in favor of uh, Ottawa. And that last game in Detroit with that 5-1 Ottawa win, that was that crazy game where Larkin gets you know hammered, uh, of course, and then uh, you end up seeing uh, you know the cross-check, of course, by uh, Perron, which was just insane to Zub, who had nothing to do with the incident on uh, Larkin. Uh, that was that weird uh, incident that night. Um, so it's the first game since then. Uh, Ottawa on the road after a, a comeback win for them. Very nice comeback win for them. Down 3 nothing against Nashville. And they come all the way back to win 4-3 uh, in overtime. Detroit, meanwhile, they've won two in a row on this five-game homestand. Uh, this is the fifth and final game of that homestand before the break. Uh, they are currently 3-1 and one on the homestand, beating Tampa, beating Philadelphia, beating Vegas. And nearly beating Dallas, uh, they lost 5-4 where they had a bad second period, but they played well in the first. They definitely played well. They actually were better in two of the three periods against Dallas that night, but they were just so awful in the second period that it was enough to um, lose them the game uh, against the Dallas Stars. So they're that close to being 4-0 uh, on this homestead. I lean Detroit. I lean that way. But you're talking about a team that's you know rolling going into the break. Sometimes the team that's rolling going into the break is not the team you want to be backing 
you know, in that final game before the break. Look at St. Louis last night. It was rolling going into the break and about as bad a game as you'll see them play. Just totally lifeless. I'm not saying Detroit will be that way, but it's the concern I have about laying minus 115. And I'm not betting Ottawa in this price range, minus 105 against what's clearly, in my opinion, the better team. Maybe the one thing that will incentivize Alex Detroit tonight is the 5-1 loss the last time they played Ottawa in this building and that, you know, the, the whole incident with Larkin. Maybe you're going to get uh, certainly uh, Detroit remembering that and a chance for them to uh, get um, back on track because of that or want to avenge that loss, I should say, to Ottawa. So I am not betting Detroit, but I lean Detroit. I'm going to bet a live over. The one pregame bet for me is, and look, over one and a half is just way too pricey. I'm going to just go both teams to score uh, first period at a plus price. Uh, we have seen both teams to score in the first period cash two of the three meetings this year between the Senators and the Red Wings, including the last meeting in Detroit where it was 1-1 after the uh, first period. So plus price, both teams to score first period is the only pregame bet for me, side or total in this game. Alex, what do you think? Ottawa-Detroit. Yeah, right there with you. I got both teams to score in the first period, and I'm circling for full game and first period overs live. Uh, like I said, we're seeing some six and a halfs now, but obviously uh, juiced very high. So we're trying to see if we can get a six and a half at plus money. Uh, hopefully, maybe even a five and a half laying a dollar thirty, dollar thirty-five, and then we're looking for laying a dollar thirty or better on the first period over one and a half. So they we're talking about maybe. Three to four, three to five minute window of waiting in the first uh, uh, period of play before jumping in on those two looks live. Like I said, don't want anything to do with sides. There isn't a side I like on the card. Uh, I'll give you that. It's pretty much totals and draws here for me on these three games. But uh, like I said, it makes sense to kind of look toward Detroit. Like I said, a little bit of a revenge spot, but Ottawa coming off of that big, uh, the momentum of that comeback win at home and now going on the road. So yeah, it, it the spot lends itself more toward Detroit, and the price reflects that, obviously, as it's shaded a little bit more in the pick'em range. So just staying with the totals, looking live for first period and full games, and then going pregame with both teams to score in the first. You know what we need? Because I, all these shows have these little pre-arranged sound bites when they are talk, when they do a certain thing during a show. You mm-hmm. know what we need when we when either Alex or I say we're going to bet something live rather than pregame? Like, we're not betting over seven. We're going to wait for a better number live in-game. We need to get the rights to a Brent Musburger audio thing. You are looking live. No. I thought you were going to go Bill O'Reilly. Fuck it. We'll do it live. That (laughs) That would be a good one, too. (laughs) Both of them. Yeah, both of them are good selections. You're right. (laughs) Fuck it. Do it live. All right. That fucking thing sucks. Yeah. That was great, man. That's... If you if you don't if you somehow not you must be living under a rock or something if you haven't seen that Bill O'Reilly Inside Edition sp- uh, you know, behind the scenes yeah. uh, gaff from you know thirty years ago. Yeah, uh, it's so all time. It's all time. <laughs> it's just absolutely hilarious, no doubt. Great stuff, no doubt. Uh, Bill O'Reilly with that. Uh, yeah, and as far as props in this game, you know, look, um, Claude Giroux has done a lot of damage against Detroit. I can't explain why, but. Uh, Claude Giroux, certainly it makes sense. Uh, maybe props for him. Starting to heat up a little bit. I keep saying Pinto and Tarasenko as well for Ottawa. Pinto, because he's got to make up to the team, you know, for being suspended. And Tarasenko's trying to showcase himself for the trade deadline. There's no doubt. Uh, on the Detroit side, you know, we've got the Cat, Larkin, and Raymond on the top line. You've got Perron, Comfort, and Fabry on the second line. I kind of like Fabry and Perron with a little bit of value on that line. 
Valeno scored the last game, and you know what he's capable of. Early in the season, we hit a few goal props with him. So maybe you take a shot too. Even though he's only on the fourth line, you could take a shot there as far as a goal prop there with uh, Joe Valeno in this one. All right, next game, and it's a very good game, interesting game, important game, two big points on the line, and it's the TNT game. Uh, tonight, L.A. Kings, Nashville Predators, uh, L.A. Kings minus 120 uh, road favorites, uh, six the total in this game. I'm pretty sure Paul Bissonette's going to be off the studio tonight because he's already in Toronto for the All-Star break festivities. So uh, I'm, I'm that's just my guess is I don't think Biz will be on the panel tonight. So someone will probably fill in for him. But it's Kings Predators, Kings minus 120 in this game. Um, I just can't take L.A. I can't. I won't. I just can't. It's just, I thought they played a little bit better against St. Louis. I do. I thought their game overall was a little bit better than it's been in the last few. But at the end of the day, what do they have to show for it? Another L, uh, another loss. And, um, you know, that's not something I'm rushing to lay minus 120 with. This team that is now, what, 2-14 and 14, uh, in their last 16 games. I mean, it's just been an absolutely dreadful, dreadful run for the LA Kings. I never in a million years before the season started thought that this team was going to be capable of this kind of brutal stretch. Uh, but we have seen that. Um, so I'm not really rushing to lay a buck 20 on the road with the LA Kings. That being said, Nashville's lost four of their last five, and the only win was at Minnesota, you know, which isn't saying a lot. So it's not like Nashville's in great form. They just blew a 3 nothing lead, you know, to the Ottawa Senators. And this is a team that, going back to the Barry Trotz days, known to nail down games when they've had a lead. And we haven't always seen that here for Nashville. And certainly we didn't see it Monday night uh, when they lost to the Ottawa Senators after being up three uh, three spot uh, in that game. So um, I don't think Nashville, by any stretch of the imagination, is a foregone conclusion that they will be victorious tonight, even against an L.A. team uh, that is struggling mightily right now. So it's really two sides I really don't want here. I don't want L.A. certainly laying a price I don't want L.A. Um, I'm not trustworthy enough of Nashville either to take them. I like the draw here. Very simple uh, in this game. I mean, you look at the Kings, they're pl- even in the losses, the losses have been mounting. Very few of them, they've been blown out. You know, they lose 2-1 to Nashville, 5-3 to Buffalo, uh, 4-3 in overtime to San Jose and St. Louis. Two of their last four games have gone past regulation. We saw Nashville go to overtime against Ottawa. Two of the last four meetings with the Kings and the Predators have gone to a shootout. And the last meeting earlier this year, which was just a few weeks ago, it was Alex's biggest bet of the year, taking Nashville uh, at a plus price against L.A. In L.A., L.A. coming off that long road trip. And Nashville got the 2-1 to win, but it was that close to go into overtime and probably would have gone to overtime if Roman Yossi doesn't make the play of the game, batting the puck out of midair when it looked like that puck was careening toward going in the net. Uh, Because I don't think Talbot was going to get to that puck. And I think it was about to be 2-2 in that game. But uh, Roman Yossi saved the day uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators uh, and preserved that 2-1 win. So that game, just a couple weeks ago, between the Kings and Predators in L.A. was this close to going to overtime. So I think we have a real draw potential here with the uh, Kings and the uh, Predators uh, in this game. The total is interesting because you look at last meeting, it was 2-1. The meeting before that in L.A., it was 2-1. The last two in Nashville, though, have gone over with these two teams, though. We saw a 5-3, and we saw a 4-3. And if you look at L.A. defensively right now, do you want to be betting over uh, unders with them? I don't really think so. I mean, they've given up four goals or more in four straight games. You know, they've, This team's given up 18 goals in their last four games combined. 
Now, that's not a team I'm betting under the total uh, right now, given that struggle. And look, they, they have basically said that Talbot, we're giving him a rest, okay? He's played a lot of hockey for us. He has not been good lately. We're giving him the, these last couple games before the All-Star break off to recharge his batteries. And so they went with David Riddick against uh, St. Louis, but it's not like David Riddick is shutting the door. And it's not like David Riddick is someone you have the utmost confidence in either. And it is going to be David Riddick uh, here uh, in net uh, for this game tonight for the Kings. UC Soros projected. I would assume it's going to be UC Soros' final game before the break, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. So maybe this is a situation, especially when they blew the lead last night with or on against Ottawa on Monday night with uh, Soros and net that maybe Andrew Burnett just decides, you know what, he's played a lot of hockey for us. Let's give Kevin Lankinen. Uh, the start tonight for the uh, Predators. So still up in the air. I like the draw in this game more than anything else. I- I'm just taking a look here to see. I- I'm seeing it fan. I'm seeing at the score bet over five and a half minus one thirty. Uh, bet ninety nine has over five and a half minus one thirty, and FanDuel is over five and a half minus one forty. Uh, minus one forty is a little chalky, but at minus one thirty. I'll grab the half goal difference and take over five and a half in this game uh, with the uh, Kings and the Predators. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? L.A., Nashville. So, yeah, a couple of days ago, I actually bet two things small. I bet the draw. I got plus uh, 360, which that's still the same price. And then I bet over six uh, minus a dollar five. Now that I'm seeing all of these over five and a half, I'll wait and grab some of that as well. Uh, in game and I'm going to take a little sprinkle with first period over because I'm seeing a 118 at FanDuel so that's a fairly cheap enough price for me to to, to get down in I think we're going to see a completely different uh, pace from what we saw with LA Nashville in the last time he said it was a 2-1 game very tight probably should have gone to overtime uh, truth be told thankful that it didn't but uh, with this one like I said LA needing they need some kind of, of change desperately of any team that's going to the break. I understand that they could just kind of maybe lay an egg here. If they were at home, I would probably not look at this game at all. But them being on the road, like you said, the history of these two teams in Nashville has been higher scoring. I think we see goals going both ways. So I like the draw. I like the over uh, in game. I grabbed the six already, but I would advise everyone to wait and grab a five and a half now or even look at that five and a half and try to grab it at a better price in game. A little sprinkle on the first period over as well. Like I said, I think that we could just see the pace be a lot more frenetic uh, in this matchup than it was with these last two teams. And even with Nashville, we saw how they got off to the hot start uh, against Ottawa, and then they let things kind of fall apart. So, so I think the draw is definitely uh, the way to go here in this contest. Draw City here. Hopefully draw season continues here. Yeah, Cody Glass for place. I know. I love that. That was Kristen that suggested that. That was a great suggestion, no doubt, uh, with that. Uh, he is on the third line. I don't know if I like props for him tonight. We'll see. But, uh, you know, for me, as far as props go, you know, we've talked about this. Um, he, he's cooled off a little bit lately, but you still get better odds with Nyquist compared to O'Reilly and t- compared to uh, Forsberg for uh, Nashville. Uh, Gurionov recently moved up to the uh, second line. For um, Nashville, I think he's worth a look. I think Sisson's probably worth a look. Uh, Colton Sisson's for uh, Nashville has four points in the last six games. Scored a couple games ago against Edmonton as well. So he might be worth a look. For LA, there's a clear standout, you know, as far as uh, player props tonight uh, in this game. Alex LaFerriere, who has been moved up to the top line the last uh, couple of games with uh, Quinton Byfield ill. But Quinton Byfield's back, and he will not get his top-line spot back. Uh, Byfield is going to be down on the third line with the struggling Pierre-Luc Dubois and Jared Anderson Dolan. It looks like 
Todd McClellan is opting to leave Laferriere uh, on the top line with uh, Kopitar and Kempe for the LA Kings. So I think Laferriere definitely has great value as far as props go. Uh, I, I'm with you there, Matt, as far as Alex Laferriere um, point. But the problem is nobody's offering a point prop on Alex Laferriere. Nobody. Go and look. I looked high and low. And Betstamp will always list when uh, point props are available. And there isn't one, unfortunately, for him. Only goal prop. But plus 480 at FanDuel. Uh, for Alex Laferriere to score a goal for a guy on the top line. Uh, that definitely is great value uh, tonight, playing with uh, Kopitar and Kempe on that top line. So, yeah, that's the disheartening part. We're looking for point props uh, because he's been an assist magnet lately, uh, Laferriere. He's actually collected, I think, an assist in three straight games or three of the last four games. So uh, I'm interested definitely in the point prop, the assist prop specifically, but haven't seen it. Uh, haven't seen it posted anywhere yet, which is unfortunate. I said this, I think, to someone the other day, and I'll say it again. We need to get goal props and assist props posted at every book for everybody that's playing in the damn game. Okay, we're at that point. Let's see it. Yep. I don't absolutely. care. If it's a first, I don't care if it's a number one defenseman or the sixth defenseman. I don't care if it's a top line player or a fourth line player. It's time we get goal props, assist props, and point props posted and readily available for everyone it's time i think you know yeah. and but we I, I don't know they're just reluctant to do that a lot of the times you're only going to get the goal and assist props for the consistent top six forwards and maybe one or two of the third line that's it uh and yeah, that's the way it's usually been but and it's because the, it's because the books are scared i mean yeah. they don't know about these lineups and these changes even if you had three interns at every sports book in the world sitting there looking at yeah. left wing lock and daily face off like we do but yeah. he's still, at the end of the day, posting those lines and, and making those changes. I mean, hell, the fact that we're even – think of the, the prices that we're getting throughout the board constantly in this first half. And this is something that I've been paying attention to more now than ever because I've been getting into the player props because of you and with the bargain bin and different things. This is something I had – a market I hadn't looked at two, three years ago. But we're seeing, you know, all of these variances in prices. And the books probably don't even have a model for that. They don't have a model for, oh, a third-line guy, but he's also on the power play or second line guys on the platform, they can't quantify that with, 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 with time and how a, a guy's being used. You have to sit there and kind of watch that. And you have to look at some advanced numbers on that. And we know the books aren't doing that. Okay. They, they just now caught up to a lot of things in the last five years. So they're not going to put themselves out. That's why I give kudos to FanDuel because that's, that's a book that will put majority of their lineups out. Uh, and, yeah. and especially if a guy gets called up or a, a rookie makes a debut, they will not hesitate to at least put a goal prop up if nothing else. Now assists and, power play points and those things, those get a little more creative and you got to put a little more time into those. But the books aren't going to just show their hand and start putting numbers up on everybody because they know they'll start getting crushed if, if a third or fourth line guy on an NHL lineup, and, oh, that's the guy who's the leading scorer in the AHL <laughs> or, or a 12-game you know goal streak in, in the AHL and gets called up, and then all of a sudden they get burned with a plus 800 or 1,000. So that's the reason why. We're probably not going to see any increase in the number of players for some books. Some books are just always going to stay with top players. No question. There were a couple things earlier in the show I wanted to bring up. Damon Williams, I did want to salute him. He, he apparently had a d double dog in regulation parlay last night. So he had sharks and jackets in regulation parlay. Damon Williams, uh, there we go. And uh, I think Damon was on one of our bet casts. I remember him. I remember he was on one of our bet casts earlier in the uh, season. So well done. Congratulations uh, with that. Um, that's why. And look, 
we always tell people either bet if you're going to bet, bet betting dogs is never a, to me a bad thing, win or lose, because you're never going to have to pay juice. But if you're going to lose with favorites and look, I had team totals with the blues and the Kraken, you know, if you're going to bet the favorites, bet the team total. You'd rather lose an even money bet than say minus one, whatever it was, 70 with St. Louis or minus 240 with Seattle. Uh, and that's why we always say, you know, look at the other ways to bet the bigger favorites, such as uh, team totals. And the other thing I wanted to mention is our guy, Goose, Tim York, apparently said an update about mom in Montreal. She's doing better. Uh, so we love hearing that, Goose. Uh, great stuff. Uh, and we hope she's uh, on the mend yeah, wonderful and news. on her way back to full health. Wonderful news. Absolutely right. Uh, we wish her well. All right. Let's get to the uh, last game on this uh, Wednesday slate. Uh, San Jose and Anaheim. So back-to-back for the Sharks going into the All-Star break. Uh, Anaheim minus 180 uh, home favorites in this game. The total six uh, pretty much across the board. Um, definitely a spot advantage for uh, Anaheim, but you just don't – I don't love, you know, land prices like that with the teams like Anaheim, you know, average below-average teams. Uh, against you know San Jose got their win last night. It was a big win for them against uh, Seattle, uh, and it was a great performance in net by Mackenzie Blackwood to get the shutout. But that doesn't mean it's going to replicate itself here tonight. Although San Jose did beat Anaheim last time they met uh, by a score of five three in San Jose, but here in Anaheim, Anaheim's won two straight here at Honda Center, five four in overtime last year and four to one back in November uh, earlier this season. Uh, and, of course, they've got the arrest advantage. It looks like Anaheim, though, still banged up. You know, Zegras and Minchikov and Alex Kalorn and Max Jones, you know, they're all on IR. Uh, so they're still a bit shorthanded. Of course, the main absence right now for uh, San Jose is Tomas Hurdle. Uh, he did not play last night, although uh, he hasn't been totally ruled out tonight. It's just a minor day-to-day lower body injury. So there is a chance Hurdle returns for San Jose. You notice I didn't mention Michael Granlund because I know he's on IR. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I definitely I definitely don't think he's you know, he didn't he wasn't good at all with Pittsburgh. You know, I don't think of him as a impact injury absence uh, necessarily for the uh, San Jose Sharks. So we'll see how this one plays out. Um, but obviously we saw two meetings earlier this year. The home team won each game. Um, you know, I don't I haven't bet it yet. Uh, I lean I lean Ducks team total over full game over. Well, if, if I were to bet something in this game, but. I don't know if I can trust fully this Anaheim team defensively right now. Uh, I know against um, Minnesota, they had that big win, 3-2 to end the road trip. Uh, and they and they and somehow they held the Minnesota Wild to just two goals. They played pretty good defensive hockey. I thought Lucas Dostal uh, was excellent, 35 saves on 37 shots. But it will be John Gibson tonight in net the veteran for Anaheim. And I can't say he's been that great all of a sudden of late. You look at his January numbers, gave up three to Winnipeg, five to Carolina, four to Florida, four to San Jose, four to Dallas in his last game. So he's given up three plus majority of his January starts. So trending in a bit of a down direction right now uh, is John Gibson at the moment. So I'd probably prefer the full game over rather than the Ducks uh, team total over by itself. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Alex? San Jose, Anaheim. I kept it simple. I went with the draw. Highest price available is plus 370 at FanDuel. Uh, five of the last 10 meetings have gone past regulation. I could see this one being, like I said, kind of an up and down battle, but at uh, the same time, I can see where it maybe kind of gets a little tight late. And uh, we see this one go to OT. Keep in mind, like I said, we only saw three goals yesterday. And with the pace 
definitely dictated worth having a, a bet on the draw in both of those games. And that's the thing that we might see. Even if we do see more scoring here, we could see the pace of play that would reflect the close enough contest to, uh, to you know quantify the draw here. So at 370 and with a, a decent series history, this is the only play I have here. Draw on Sharks and Ducks. Draw it is for Alex here with uh, San Jose and Anaheim. Now, obviously, with uh, Blackwood in last night, pretty sure it'll be Cockinen tonight for uh, San Jose, although that has not been uh, confirmed uh, as of yet. But I definitely would expect uh, Cockinen here uh, to be in between the pipes. I think, I think and all because goalies, we hit, I yeah. think all goalies are confirmed. Uh, yeah. from what, I'm, from what I'm seeing. Yeah. And after last night's big plus sixteen hundred cash with Jan Ruda for the San Jose Sharks, defenseman who now has three goals in the last five games. We've seen an adjustment, a whopping adjustment, down a whole, you know, down to 15 to 1 uh, to score a goal tonight uh, for the uh, San... I'm going to sprinkle on it again. Why the hell not? Three goals in the last five games, plus 1,500. You know, you're getting another uh, astronomical price uh, with Jan Ruda here to score a goal for the uh, San Jose Sharks after he got one into the empty net. Now, it was just an empty net goal. Uh, it wasn't like a, a standard goal, but still, I mean, he, he he found his way to put one in. So uh, I'm definitely interested in that. Um, there is one interesting lineup change here for uh, Anaheim. Uh, Adam Henrique's actually been very good of late for this team. I would look at props for him. He's on a five-game point streak, uh, eight points in the last five games, four goals in the last uh, five games as well. For the veteran, Adam Henrique, he's been absolutely outstanding. Benoit Olivier Grew is uh, a young 23-year-old center. He's gone from being a healthy scratch to the second-line center here for uh, Anaheim in their last game against uh, Minnesota, uh, and he ended up playing well. Not only did he you know, uh, play well, Anaheim won the game 3-2 at Minnesota. He got an assist on one of the three Anaheim goals. So maybe you look in that direction too, a little, little value there. Benoit Olivier Grew. Now, again, there's no assist prop. Uh, there's only goal prop, which is frustrating, but he's centering the second line. The goal prop is plus 530. You know, not a bad price here for him, and he looked very good. Uh, you're right, Vetrano and McTavish, I'm staying away, JT. Ice cold right now, both of them. Or at least, not so much McTavish, but Vetrano really has cooled off. Uh, so I'm going to, I would look at Henrique, and I would take a shot with Benoit Olivier Grew uh, if I'm looking at Anaheim props. For San Jose, the only one that really interests me is Ruda, just because, look, this is, Three in the last five, and he's plus 1,500 uh, in this game tonight. All right, great stuff. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button. 162 live viewers on YouTube. And a reminder, this is important now. This is a great time to sign up at patreon.com slash ice guys. Just $10 per month. We are rolling out two bonus videos, two bonus video content pieces for all of our Patreon members during the course of the All-Star break. Uh, we're going to have one of them at the end of the week, which will be home goal songs. And we'll have one as well later in the weekend for the jerseys. We're going to have a discussion about our favorite and our worst jerseys uh, around the uh, NHL. Uh, it'll be fun discussion. Uh, Patreon.com slash ice guys. We're going to be opening up, you know, ideas for content and, you know, Q&A. We're going to have one of those again very soon uh, as well. Uh, a bonus video piece with Q&A. So submit your questions for those of you that are on Patreon, you'll get that. Of course, our daily sides, totals, and player props all season long posted on the page. Goalie charts, totals charts, and more. Uh, and, of course, our Patreon-exclusive betcasts. And we're having two of those. 
two Patreon exclusive betcasts coming up in the month of February. You definitely don't want to miss those. So great time to sign up. It's only $10 per month for all this great content and the $10 per month help keep this show going long term. So that's patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 per month. And also the store, get your gear, get your merch at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, just kind of want to go back quickly talk about with the Patreon. And like Ian mentioned, we are going to be doing a Q&A uh, segment that will be recorded. And that video will be uh, Patreon exclusive probably later on in the month of February. But we will have the prompt about an hour or so from now. I will have that posted up where you can uh, – the, the, that, that tag, it will be tagged and it will be pinned to the top of the, of the page. You can put in any of your questions you want, and we will get to them and answer them on that episode when we tape it. So uh, coming up in about a week or so. And then within the next two weeks, that should be airing on patreon so definitely want to jump in sign up and uh and leave whatever your questions you have about hockey about betting about whatever uh we, we will go through them and of course the ice guys store iceguys.myspreadshop.com uh tomorrow we'll have a brand new special on the site i'm not sure what it is uh, i just know we, we just got an email from there so check out iceguys.myspreadshop.com during the break uh, shop around, see what the special is, and uh, make sure to fill your card up and get all that merch sent to you. Be ready for the second half. Draw season's here. Definitely want to grab a hoodie for, uh, for one of those. Grab a T-shirt as the weather's starting to get a little warmer. We have all of it at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. I always start thinking, too, at February the 1st that, hey, the warm weather is on the way for those of you in Canada and the northern part of the U.S. And then I realize that most years now we get into late April and you're still wearing a big heavy jacket and it yeah. still hasn't warmed up to the level you want. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping that's not the case this year, but uh, yeah, this is usually the time of year. Ah, it's going to warm weather is right around the corner. And sometimes you still got to wait another three months for it. So, yeah, uh, but we're hopeful. We're hopeful. <laughs> and one last thing, of course, we made the announcement yesterday, our ice guys, super bowl weekend, super Saturday, NHL live betcast Saturday, February the 10th, 6 PM Eastern. This is a public one. Okay. Free to everybody. Uh, it's publicly uh, available to everyone. This is not a Patreon-exclusive betcast, this one. This is the uh, Super Bowl weekend, Super Saturday, NHL live betcast, Saturday, February 10th, 6 p.m. Eastern. And the 6 p.m. Eastern game, that's why we're on at 6 Eastern, not 7 Eastern, Colorado, Florida. That's a hell of a hockey game right there uh, to get the night started. So Avs, Panthers, whew, always fun to watch the Panthers. 6 p.m. Eastern, Saturday. February the 10th, again, DM or email either Alex or I uh, for uh, if you want to join us on the BetCast, and we will uh, definitely stream, uh, send you the StreamYard link for the BetCast uh, before it begins. So, again, Super Bowl weekend, Saturday, February 10th, 6 p.m. Eastern, our Ice Guys Super Saturday NHL Live BetCast available to everyone. All right. Now, we, as you know, there's no Friday show. We're off Thursday to Sunday because of the All-Star break. But because there's no Friday show, We've got our great sponsors, Boston Hemp Inc., sponsoring the show today. And uh, as uh, because of that, we're going to hear from our sponsors, Boston Hemp Inc., right now.
And that makes you want to get your groove on too. Uh, no question <laughs> about it. Check out the quality products, Boston Hemp Inc. today and use promo code ICEGUYS to save 20% off all orders at bostonhempinc.com. Uh, shout yeah. out to Boston Hemp Inc. And the That's big it. news too today, I don't know if we've actually made the official announcement yet, which uh, we should have done earlier, is that they are going to be the everyday sponsor uh, of this show uh, starting on Monday. So, And they're a great partner to work with. Uh, great products. Boston Hemp Inc. Sponsor of the Ice Guys show every day moving forward starting on Monday following the All-Star break. We'll still have Beantown Fridays and they will also sponsor our BetCasts uh, moving forward as well. So great news and great to be working alongside a great company like Boston Hemp Inc. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, small businesses helping out small businesses. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and we want to thank Boston Hemp, Kevin and all the guys over there. Uh, been very supportive uh, of the program and the podcast. And we we thank them for being a, our partners going into the second half of the season and the playoffs as well. So you're going to see a brand new look uh, next week for Beantown Friday. As of course, you see the Boston Hemp logo in the corner of the screen here as well. And of course, we'll be running the, the different ads. Don't worry, the old ad is still around too. So we'll be uh, you know going in and out with, with the advertising uh throughout the rest of the season here so shout out to boston hemp and check out their products bostonhempinc.com absolutely great to have them on board official sponsor uh, of the ice guys nhl hockey a betting show all right bargain bin special of the night one final time before the all-star break uh three games alex did you find anything in the bargain bin Yes, I did, and it's uh, an old friend of the bargain bin and uh, and that great contest, L.A. Nashville. Definitely looking forward to seeing that on TNT tonight. We're going with Drew Doughty, plus 490 anytime goal. I mean, this guy, he, he's made it known. He, he's not happy about what's going on uh, in Hollywood right now and in that locker room, and he's been the guy to kind of step up and get it done. We saw him get a goal a couple nights ago, still seeing a great number for him. So uh, Drew Doughty, one of the leaders on the L.A. Kings, I think he's going to be able to chip in on the score sheet tonight with a goal. Plus 490. That's available at BetMGM. That is my bargain bin special. The last one of the first half. All right. There it is. Drew Doughty, Los Angeles Kings for Alex B. Smith with his final bargain bin special of the night selection prior to the All Star break. And you can get that as high as plus 490 uh, at BetMGM. My bargain bin special of the night is not only from the same game, it's for the same team, the Los Angeles Kings. And I mentioned it earlier in the show. He's playing on the top line with Adrian Kempe and uh, Andre Kopitar. Uh, hasn't scored yet since he's been there with them, but maybe tonight's the night. Plus 430 uh, at FanDuel with Alex LaFerriere of the Los Angeles Kings for my bargain bin special of the night. Top line uh, for the LA Kings playing alongside uh, Kopitar and Kempe. Plus 430, Alex LaFerriere. LA Kings for my bargain bin special of the night. All right, our final best bet pre All Star break. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, well, <laughs> the greatest uh, lineup to head into the the break, of course, as we're you know, winding down with these games. But I'm going to go with Kings and Nashville. The draw plus three sixty at FanDuel. Uh, I said it's going to be a, a fun contest. Should be a, a good back and forth battle. Both teams needing points. Both teams needing, uh, you know, some good momentum heading into the break. Certainly with LA, so I think it's going to be a tight one. I think it's going to take a little longer than sixty. So give me Kings, Preds, draw plus three sixty. My last best bet of the first half. All right, there it is. Like in the draw, Kings and Predators uh, for Alex B. Smith with his final best bet before the All Star break. Uh, my best bet. Um, 
I believe I used uh, this type of bet for uh, the best bet Monday involving this same team, and it fell just short. We got one team to get the job done for us, but the other didn't. It was I remember Monday night I used Nashville, Ottawa, first period, both teams to score. It didn't hit that night, but I'm going to go back to the well with it here for Detroit and Ottawa tonight. Both teams to score, first period, plus 140 uh, at FanDuel. Two of the three meetings we've seen, both teams find the back of the net uh, in the first 20 minutes, including the most recent head-to-head between the uh, Senators and the Red Wings in Detroit back in December. That game was 1-1 after the first period. So let's go with that here for uh, best bet. Final one before the break. Ottawa-Detroit, both teams to score, plus 140, first period. Uh, for my best bet here for this Wednesday NHL card. Uh, That is a wrap, and that is our final show uh, before the All-Star break. Again, we will be back on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern for our first show following the uh, All-Star break. Uh, I think when you look at this, um, and by the way, someone asking, what are you guys going to do? You know what I'm going to do? Other things. You know, rest a little bit. Uh, I'll have more time to cap basketball for those few days. Maybe some exercise, because gosh damn it, the beer, beer gut of mine needs it. I mean, my goodness, we're going to have all kinds of chances to do a few other things for, for four days. So that's what I'll be doing with uh, no I'm, ice guys. I'm I know sleeping Alex and smoking and yeah. eating. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Trust me, we will find plenty of things to do. Uh, no question about that. Uh, following the uh, all star with the during the all star break for sure. Uh, great stuff. And make sure you check out Jimmy Murphy's show with Pierre Maguire, the eye test. It's actually starting right now, earlier than normal, probably to accommodate their guest today. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux. So I'll be tuning into that. Make sure you check that out uh, with Jimmy and Pierre, the eye test that's on normally Monday to Friday, 4 PM Eastern, but I think today's shows a little bit earlier to accommodate their guest. but make sure you check that out for the final time. A remind before the break, a reminder, the ice guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 PM Eastern Saturday and Sunday noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Enjoy your Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. Have a great all-star break. We sure will. And we'll be back with you on Monday after the break for our next edition of the Ice Guys. (laughs) 